in the year of our Lord, 1885, in the great state of Alabama, someone decided it was time to build a bridge. They needed a better way to haul cotton over the Alabama River. And it worked. It served its purpose for quite a while. But in 1939, someone decided it was time for a new bridge. The world had completely changed, and the bridge needed to change along with it. The days of hauling cotton on the backs of mules were over. This new bridge, this larger, sturdier bridge, would need to transport vehicles and the human beings that operated them. And in 1940, when the construction was completed, someone decided to name this new bridge after the former Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan in Alabama. A Confederate general who risked his life to secure the legal right to own other human beings and to treat them like mules hauling cotton. And so Edmund Pettus Bridge was officially opened to the public. A modern crossway emblazoned with ancient ideals. But then, in 1965, this bridge underwent yet another renovation, when it became the site of one of the most important events in civil rights history, known to the world as Bloody Sunday. Someone decided it was time to repurpose this bridge yet again. It was meant to transport a community from the margins of society right into the heart of equality. This episode is about what happens when someone decides it's time for a bridge. What if I told you that your life right now is worth noticing? This is the Attention Collection. I'm Anthony Garcia. On March 7th, 1965, somewhere between 500 and 600 activists stepped across Edmund Pettus Bridge on a march from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama. They were marching to secure voting rights for black people in a society designed for whiteness. In other words, the shadow of Edmund Pettus loomed large that day. And you know the story. When they finally crossed over the bridge, they were met with police, angry white citizens, nightsticks, and hatred bubbling up from the false notions of white supremacy. And even though the protesters remained peaceful the entire time, their opposition did the exact opposite. Tear gas and bigotry filled the air and blood splashed the ground. It was a familiar scene in America, and it seemed in the moment like a failed attempt at justice. But the effects of that day changed the nation in so many ways. It woke people up, it caused a stir, it prompted a response from the president, and according to the Alabama Department of Archives and History, the total black voters registered in Alabama went from just over 53,000 
1960 to 537,285 just a few decades later. And in 2013, someone decided to declare Edmund Pettus Bridge a National Historic Landmark, officially recognized by the government as a place of outstanding historical significance. If you're listening to this episode on or around its release, you have no doubt heard of the recent passing of an icon, a freedom rider, a civil rights champion, the former chairman of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, a leading voice in Congress for more than 30 years, known as the conscience of Congress. Of course, I'm talking about Congressman John Lewis. It was he who led that march over Edmund Pettus Bridge that day. He and the many brave women and men who marched with him rebuilt that bridge with every solemn step. In that historic moment, whether they knew it or not, Edmund Pettus Bridge ceased to be merely a thoroughfare for traffic named after hate and violence and supremacy. It became a passageway for greater levels of freedom. It was a crossway from injustice to justice. Someone needed a bridge, and so they made one. Fast forward to 2009, when Barack Obama was sworn in as the first black president of the United States of America. He thought of that bridge. He thought of John Lewis. He said, when I was elected president of the United States, I hugged him on the inauguration stand before I was sworn in and told him I was only there because of the sacrifices he made. Think about that. A bridge stretching all the way from Selma to the White House. So in 2020, or whenever it is you got around to listening to this, someone is asking you, that someone being me at the moment, what are you doing with the bridges in your life? And when I speak of bridges here, I'm thinking of opportunities, paths laid out by those who have gone before us, whether we know them or we've never even heard their name. We would do well if we regularly considered those who made a way for us to be here today. The selfless efforts, the sacrifices, the risks. People fighting tirelessly to make this imperfect world a much better place, not just for themselves, but for strangers and even for enemies. We didn't build these bridges ourselves but they've been stretched out before us. I'm thinking of education, human rights. We're not where we need to be, but we've come a long way. Voting, there's still suppression. There are still issues with the voting system, but we have it. There was a time when the idea that women could vote was deemed ridiculous that the idea that black men and women could vote was absolutely out of the question. And yet here we are. 
I'm thinking also of religion. There have been some evils committed in the name of religion. But some of them have been bridges for society, bringing people together, bridging gaps that were there previously. I'm thinking of relationships. I'm thinking of career tracks and career opportunities that weren't there but now are. Sometimes the bridges laid out in front of us are good as they are. But sometimes they need to be torn down and rebuilt altogether. And sometimes they just need to be repurposed, reimagined. So let's explore these bridges for a moment. Think about careers and professions. As we cross over into these careers, are we thinking about who's following after us? Are we thinking about who will come along down the road once we're gone? Are we investing in who we are preparing the way for? Or are we just climbing ladders? There's a difference between a ladder and a bridge. As we think about our social and spiritual communities, are we considering the ways in which these spaces have been closed off and restricted for people? The people who have been excluded? The people who haven't been welcomed, haven't been accepted, haven't been good enough? What can we do to create room for those who might follow in our footsteps if they were given a chance, if they were given the invitation, if they realized the bridge was accessible to them, even if it means walking straight into opposition, because especially when you think about religion, especially when you think about opening up communities for people, there will be opposition. Is it worth it? I think so. As we consider the freedoms we currently enjoy, are we thinking about those who are still pushed to the margins? Those who can't quite enjoy the freedoms that we have? What if we took seriously the words of Congressman Lewis who said, freedom is not a state, it is an act. It is not some enchanted garden perched high on a distant plateau where we can finally sit down and rest. Freedom is the continuous action we all must take, and each generation must do its part to create an even more fair, more just society, which is a far more eloquent way of saying someone always has to consider the bridge. There's a long-standing movement, reawakened by the recent death of John Lewis, to rename the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Turns out the world has changed a little since 1940, and even more since the 1800s, thankfully. And the bridge should change along with it. Someone decided we should call it John Lewis Bridge, and I couldn't agree more. Bridges are for helping people cross over from one place to another. We can choose to help people cross from one way of thinking to another, from the margins to the main stage, from unfairness to fairness, from closed off to wide open, and ultimately from hate to love. But someone has to care enough. Someone has to take the first step. Someone has to be willing to take a risk. 
Or as John Lewis used to say, never ever be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. Someone is going to heed that call. It might as well be you.